All right, welcome to the Burson Garage HP HQ podcast, also brought to you by the world's wildest car festival, Summonats. This episode is a cracker. One of my favourite. Uh, look, I'm I am a I'm a Holden guy. I'm a Ford guy as well. I like all sorts of stuff, you know. But we've got a, a Porsche guy on tonight, and I love Porsches. Yeah, look, we we have, and interest gets. We obviously do a lot of burnout stuff and a lot of elite yep. Holden Fords, but. Porsche are a really ingrained part of Australia, actually, and not only in racing, but we're about to see a couple more come into the whole car scene. I'm actually unveiling uh, a fairly heavily modified Porsche from another builder in Canberra at Motorex. Wow. So, wow. so it's something. And so yeah, tonight, got on Ron Goodman from Exclusive Body Works in Granville, yeah. and he's a real Porsche specialist. He's been repairing them. He's one of only three in New South Wales that repairs all the Porsches, but more than that, he's been in the industry for a long time. He's always been at the forefront of the, the best workshops you've ever seen, booze, glass booze, the best equipment. And then he's also uh, heavily into racing, so he's raced pretty much all around the world. So really looking forward to having our chat with Ron. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, to have, to have, don't we get some of the, the, the coolest people on this podcast, Webby? We do. We, we do. And, uh, I, um, I find it really interesting because what we're doing now is we're bringing up the whole genre of other people, like, as you know, from Jeff Agony from Holden, the other yeah. was that rated really well. And, and now, yeah, we'll do some stuff with Ron. And look, he's got a couple of really exciting projects coming up and a, and a really different kind of launch. And so, yeah, looking forward to our chat with him. Absolutely. And also on this show, one of my favourite Summonats cars, McFry, the, yeah. almost, the almost 600 cube HJ. <laughs> Kingswood is obviously, uh, mate, that car, every time it gets on the pad, I know to grab me, uh, me earplugs and put them in because near 8,000 RPM of that thing, it's absolutely nuts. So we've got Nelson Granger on, obviously, the owner of that car. He's going to talk to us about the car and what's been done to it over the years and how it's evolved and where the car came from. He's got a bit, it's got a very yeah. interesting story. It's got a great story. And, look, he's a great young guy and he's uh, a, a real enthusiast, as, as most of them are. And, and, again, I'm sure what's really amazed me, it hasn't amazed me, but what's the common thread through all these people where they get into cars, it's simply always been through their dad. It's just almost in the family all the time, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. And, I, uh, you know, he's a, he's a good supporter of events we do. He turns up all the time. He drag races the thing. He does burnouts, all sorts of stuff. So looking forward to a chat with him. Rocky Nazi's coming up. There are limited spectator tickets available, so please do not... Uh, hesitate to get your spectator tickets if you're thinking about coming. Yeah, We're all going. We're going to be there and we want to see your face there. The cars, the entrance is full, right, Webby? It is, yeah. We're absolutely full. And I was actually just looking today and uh, the unveilers, we've got eight, eight unveiled vehicles and uh, that elite shed will be full of other cars. And as I said last week, there's so much going on. The street drags right in the middle of town, burnouts across the river. Fantastic yeah. cruise route, bike show downtown. Yeah. yeah, man, bring it on. Absolutely. If you go to the Summonats YouTube channel, there is a video on there that shows where everything is in the city. It's nicely uh, detailed and laid out where you can see where the burnouts will be or the drags or the, the elite stuff. It's it's a, What it did was it, it gave me insight and excitement because it's that close now that it's just like, I can't wait to get there, mate. Yeah, and look, there's a great... Oh, I've got... Gone. Yeah. I was going to say, I even got the itinerary for the for, for how we're working in the email uh, tonight. So <laughs> There you go. And look, it's a great team of, uh, of guys and girls working on that event up there. So they put a great event together and, and they've been up there for over, over a month just working on full on. So yeah, a lot, of, yeah. a lot of work goes into planning these events. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Looking forward to turning up. So don't forget that. I, I believe there are some motorbike entries still available. Correct. So have you got a motorbike? Only thing left. Yeah, absolutely. Get in there and do that. All right. Great show. Let's not waste any time. One quick thing, bursongarage.com.au. They're great supporters of our show. They are also sponsors of the show. So, but not only that, you get some really good specials if you sign up for Burson Garage. And they got, if you can see over Webby's uh, left shoulder, there is the $70,000 big brand giveaway. bursongarage.com.au. Go over there, sign up, and you could win. Beautiful. It's that simple. All right, <laughs> that's it, See you in a minute. 
what a privilege it is to have uh, Ron Goodman on tonight from from Porsche, from Exclusive Repairs in uh, in Sydney. But uh, we are going to find out a lot about his background and a little bit about uh, what he's been doing. So welcome aboard, Ron. Mate, thank you very much, Owen. It's, uh, hey, Ron, hey, Ron, how are you on? Good, how are you, man? This good, is good. a privilege to be on this show, mate. Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't think it's the other way around. But, uh, hey, mate, so look, we're going to obviously uh, catch up on a lot of stuff that you're doing, but give us a little bit of background. I mean, I first probably known you 30 years. I don't want to think back that far, but probably that far. So tell me how, originally, how you got into cars. Mate, I've always been into cars. You know that. You're like, mm-hmm. and the faster the better. And, you know, I've always loved the race cars whether it be Speedway, like Oval Track, NASCAR, or now the vintage cars. But um, building cars is sort of like a passion of mine. Um, mate, I've been around cars since I was a kid, you know, like, and I, I couldn't think of anything better to do. So was your dad into cars? No, not at all. No, none of my family members have ever been into cars. Oh, it's just right. a passion that I picked up and, and I've run with it and absolutely love it, you know. So give us a bit of history. I know you started panel beating, but in and your race history at Liverpool. So give us a rundown on what you've been, what you did there. Well, I've, as you know, I've been a, a panel beater for many, many years, and we, we built a lot of custom cars. Nothing to the um, the calibre of the guy, the cars that the guys are building now. Uh, I've been pretty blessed that we do a lot of shows in America with our cars, and I've won a fair few over there, in, as far as Porsches are concerned. But I've also been to shows like the Good Guys, SEMA. And I think that the quality of the builds here in Australia is 500% better than anything else in the world. Yeah. The guys here just do an amazing job, yeah. And, and it's sort of morphed on everything that we've done, even from back in the days when you used to come out and check out stuff, you know, like we take that extra mile, whereas in America they just um, build them to make them look good, one show and that's it. Our ones last forever. Yeah. I've been yeah. doing cars now for, gee, well, it's probably 40-odd years, 40. And... Um, the racing side of it, we started out in Liverpool Speedway. Yeah. We started out with stock cars, then we went to the Grand Nationals, into the NASCAR, and now into the vintage racing, and we found that the vintage racing has been the best out of them all. Yeah, okay. Um, just before you get on to that, but I know you uh, you love Liverpool Speedway, as we all did back in the day, but you really got, uh, you were at the forefront of that whole NASCAR thing here in Australia, weren't you? Yeah, we, we were one of the first ones to go into NASCAR. Um, Unfortunately, it was right when the two leaders and the V8s were um, sort of separating and NASCAR could have taken off really good in Australia, but it just didn't have the right uh, either promoter or people behind it to, to take it off to where it needed to be, like America, which was sad. And then we had that really bad crash mm. uh, under, under the first, first lights there. So that sort of ended my you know, foray into the NASCAR side of it. And that's when we started getting interested in the um, into the vintage racing. Yeah, but also, um, you were also really at the forefront of the whole. I was going to say panel being, but smash repair industry. You were, you had like really good shops. You had uh, multiple spray booths. You had obviously all the equipment uh, back. Really, you were a pioneer in that, weren't you? And that's how obviously then it's led onto the Porsche workshop. Absolutely, well, we were the first one to have full glass booths. And I'll never forget going to uh, Dave Morahan when he was at Lowbank back in those days and said, I want a full glass one. He said, you, you're bonkers. What do you want a glass one for? And now every second booth's glass, yeah? Like, and, um, yeah. But we've got a few innovative things that we're bringing out, rolling out over the next few months with our shop here now, uh, which is taking it to the next level because the electronics side of it, the introduction of electronics and that into the smash repair industry is just mind-blowing. You know, there, there is no... Um, limit it's the, the only limit now really is like on a cnc machine it's just your own imagination um, we've even set up now with the whole COVID thing like the entry to our workshop is facial recognition thermal as you come up and next time you come to the shop it'll recognize you and then it'll do your temperature tech it'll okay you'll walk into the workshop so that's going to be the way of the future wow, wow. isn't that unreal so at your shop are you uh, give us a bit of a, like Porsche, are you the only Porsche repairer or you do the majority or how's that all work? There's three Porsche repairers in Sydney um, and they need three Porsche repairers. There's a lot of cars. I think the car park is like about six to 800 cars 
per week, uh, per month getting repaired. So that's a lot of cars getting repaired. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you can't do it all. And if you try to be greedy and take on all the work, you're not going to get anywhere. You just burn people. And, or you know what I've like been over the years. You're like, you'd rather say no to somebody because they'll yeah. wait. If they don't want to wait, they'll just go somewhere else. Yeah. So you're doing that for Porsche and for their insurance companies? Yeah, we yeah. do Porsche, McLaren, Aston Martin, Rolls-Royce and Tesla. Uh, we're the only repairer in the Southern Hemisphere that's accredited to do the 177 Aston Martin, which is a full carbon fibre gig, so that, which is a nice oh, right. 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 So you've obviously got to have your technicians, they're all got to be trained on all those different different products, correct? Yeah. yeah we, we usually do training overseas. Yeah, you know, like I was flying out of the country once a month, either for training or for racing overseas. Um, I've been grounded now since... February yeah. last year. A bit like me. Um, <laughs> my guys reckon I'm going to have to put in for a visa to be here today. You know, like, I've not been here for so long, but they're like, it's, it's, a, it's a, an awakening, awakening actually because I found that you're spending more on the stuff here in Australia and you realise what you've got here. You're like, the, I went to yeah. a car show a few weeks ago and I was just mind blown. It was a cars and coffee actually in the morning. Yeah. As I said, the, the quality of the builds here that the young guys are doing, it's just mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, like, and you don't underestimate yourself because some of the stuff we'll get onto your race cars in a minute, but some of just your repairs on those Porsches, they've just got to be perfect, don't they? It's they've got to be right. Yeah, I like to instill in my guys that yeah, you know, it's perfection or nothing. You know, like if mm. we can't find a problem with the car, or if we're, if we're happy with that car as it rolls off, you're never going to hear back from that owner. Mm. Uh, and we take a lot of pride in making sure that we repair them back to pre-accident condition. A lot of people talk about that, but we actually take pride to make sure that we do. Yeah, yeah. But I guess in a sense, Porsches aren't a car they end up with high kilometres because people really take, you know, they uh, they take care of them. They they love after them. It might be the only Porsche they ever own, or it might be one of multiple. But you know, I guess um, I don't think I've ever really seen a dirty, thrashed. You know, <laughs> yeah, not many. Porsche. That's for sure. Not many. No. Yeah. Come around here when I've been driving mine. Yourself, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, of all those cars you repair, what is there anything you like in particular? What model you like? Porsche 911. You can't beat it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, asking me that question is not a good idea. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm, I'm passionate for that. Yeah, like quite often people say, "Oh, wouldn't you like to have that?" We had a Senna here the other week, a McLaren Senna. Wouldn't you love to have that? No, I'd rather have the 911. Yeah, like really. And, yeah, yeah. and when it boils down to it, the older one, the older the better to me. Yeah, right. I was just about to say, it's interesting the way that the 992 stuff's gone in with all turbo body. You know, all the models have that wide turbo body. I kind of liked right. it. some of the skinnier ones they had in the 991 and stuff. Um, you know, obviously I like the, the, the wider ones too. It's interesting where Porsche's going and, and stuff. I've been a bit of a Porsche fan most of my life and I, I really – Still think of their one, even though it's gone. A lot of the, the new models have gone to turbocharging, obviously, or pretty much all of them, except for the GT3 and GT3 RS. You know, it still feels like one of the raw brands. You know that absolutely on the money. You, you, you've hit it right on the head, right on the nail there. Yeah. The the whole persona with Porsche is to keep it like that. It's it's a driver's yeah. car. Yeah, they had yeah. to move into KNs and all the SUVs. If they didn't, they just wouldn't succeed. Yeah. You know, like all the top yeah. brands have moved into them. But as far yeah. as the sports car go, they just don't lose that DNA. Yeah, like you can get out of a 1973 911 and into a 2020 911, and the actual DNA is the same. Yeah, the car handles a lot better, obviously, but yeah. everything mm. ages are laid out the same and everything else. They just modernised. Mm. Is, it, is it fair to say with a brand like Porsche? I mean, that it's it's a lot of people go, oh, you know, SUVs and stuff. I think for if people really like 911s, the more Cayennes and more Macans they sell, the better because the each car manufacturer, as far as I'm aware, has a quota of greenhouse gas and stuff they need to meet. Right. So the more more electric uh, Caymans, uh, sorry, uh, Cayennes and stuff we see, that means the more petrol powered Porsches we can see on the road, maybe. At well, Porsche have just rolled out the Taycan, which is the full electric one. Yeah, yeah. And I was pretty privileged. We went and drove them in um, Finland this time last year. Yeah. And my God, like, as I said, we do the Teslas, beautiful mm -hmm. car. Yeah. But the Taycan, it's just next level. As everything the Porsche do, it's just next level. What, what's, what's so different or so good about that, Ron, the, the Porsche one? The charging, the power, um, the, the turn into the car. You, you, the electric car 
if you can do 0 to 100 in four seconds forward, you can do it backwards as well because there's no limit to the engine. Mm-hmm. And Porsches are, are a two-speed electric car. So it's, it's an amazing feeling getting into an electric car. I suppose you could want to, and I've never ever been in a actual drag car, but you could probably say the takeoff is just like being in a drag car. It's unbelievable how fast they are. Yeah, I read, really? a, I read in a report that, the, that one, of the, one of the good things about the Taycan is that it'll do 0 to 100 even when it's got 2% battery left as fast as it did it with 100% battery, whereas apparently a yeah. Tesla won't do that. No, no. As a Tesla, unfortunately, there's a battery life goes down a little bit of power. Yeah. So the power, uh, yeah. it gets yeah. exact. I, can't, I couldn't imagine a brand like Porsche wanting that to happen to their car. No. no. That's yeah. what you, you look at any Porsche compared to a normal car, they're just next level. They've done the same. That's why they waited off. They weren't in a hurry to release an electric car until they got it right. And obviously, they got it right, yeah. Does a, does, a, does, a, does a guy like you love the fact of the emergence of people like the brands like Singer and stuff like that, these sorry, you know, companies building building these kinds of Porsches? Or is it are they ruining a, a, a classic car? Or what's your, what's your take on all that sort of stuff? I don't believe that they're ruining a classic yeah, car. Yeah. They're, they're individualizing each car to the person. Yep. Just yep. like you could back in the day, but not to the extent that they do it. They yep. build some incredible cars. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've been privy to Rod Emery down there in America as well. That does the three five six. Amazing yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. They're, they've taken it to next level, as we keep saying about Fiat. Yeah. But, well, there's, um, there's always been somebody like that over the years. Had like the Kramer brothers back in the day, and then it's, yes. it's just all come right through, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and but Singer have really taken. They by the neck and taking it to uh, a level like no one's yeah. seen. They changed the hips on the cars. They changed everything. They did an amazing, yeah, right. amazing job. We've got yeah, one coming here on Monday that we've got to measure a 964. The Singer that's going over there to get built for a customer. Um, the Singer won't take it unless we give them the factory message which the cars built. They won't yeah, wow. start that with a bad shirt. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, mate. Just on that, you give us a bit of a rundown now on how you got into the racing and, and what you're doing there and where, you, where you've um, completed. Yeah. Yep. My roots were in Speedway, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we started right back with Demolition Derby and then it progressed to the stock cars, then it progressed to the Grand Nationals. And once NASCAR came to Australia, it was just like drool down the mouth, like that was the ultimate car to drive. So, And I've still got a really big spot, a soft spot for um, turning left for, you know, Absolutely. Yeah, I love oval track racing. Mate, it's, me, it's me too. I still love NASCAR. Every time I go to the States, I always catch one race at least. Yeah. You have to. Mate. It's, it's close quarters. It's real racing. It's a bit of rubbing. It's, you know, unfortunately, now the cars are getting so expensive in the V8 supercars that they're too scared to touch them or mm. when they run into one, everyone's carrying on like, ah, oh, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's not racing, you know, like... No. But then, and then from there, we went into the vintage cars, and I've been pretty privileged. Like, we've run at Atlanta, Georgia. We've run um, Watkins Glen. We've won Miami. We've won um, in Laguna Seca. And we've won a lot of races. And the last race that we run at Laguna Seca, we actually beat uh, Patrick Long, who was the Porsche factory driver. And he was driving the guy that owns Disneyland Speedster. So... It was a no expense spared car, and we were pretty yeah. happy. Little Aussies went over and beat them. Yeah. So, what do you race? I've uh, got a 54 um, Pre A Porsche. Um, they've actually, if, if you have time and your time, go, if you go to YouTube and put in the Road to Monterey, it's an hour and a half documentary that they've done on me. I, I love that. I love that movie. I watched so, it. You went to your launch. I went yeah. to your launch, and then I actually watched it going to the US one day. It was on Qantas. Yeah. 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 And that was an amazing feeling, like getting on a Qantas plane and you look and you go, well, I'll just mate. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be interesting to see, given that I like the comment you said earlier about Australia, like um, we see it all as Aussies. We build some of the best modified elite cars in the world in terms of, and I'd love to see like an emergence of, uh, I mean, I really love the brand singer. That's why I was interested to get your take, whether you, you know, as a bit of a purist, you know, or whatnot, yeah. if whether you, that, that, will we see, Australians, an Australian, you know, company start to do this kind of stuff with a brand like Porsche, you know, that to that level, it'd be great to see because I no doubt we'd, we'd, have, we'd kill it. <laughs> uh, absolutely we would because we build good cars here. And, yeah. and I'm not just saying that because I'm Aussie proud. Like, we do build good cars, you know. Yeah. And you, you can see that in the sense that we travel to America and we yeah. beat them 
not many Americans come here. They just don't want to get their ass kicked. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's the whole reason. Not even the race or anything. You know? like, yeah. And we're, we've, we've got a really good bunch of builders here in Australia, I feel. So. Interesting the question you asked there, Josh. Um, if anybody could do it, Ron, you could do that, build, have a section, but you're so busy with exclusive body and then plus also racing, you probably wouldn't have time, but that would be a pretty cool thing to be doing, wouldn't it, build the, uh, an offshoot? I've been asked that about probably eight times if I build yeah. cars for customers like as a single lookalike. Yeah. I just don't have the time. You know? No, you wouldn't. Time needs to go into it. And, and unfortunately, um, you just don't have the young blokes coming through this day and age that want to put that passion in anymore. Yeah, like we, you, we've you just had that, seen, we've had that conversation about what we can do to the industry to try and get some people in, but it's, it's such a time-consuming, labour-intensive job. It's difficult, isn't it, to instil that in young people? And, and unfortunately in this day and age, um, and even to uh, some problems that they, with the TV stuff that they put on, they think that cars can be built. Yeah, built in a week. Bill in a week, yeah. And the young people coming through see that, and unless it's got a screen on it that they can tap, they're not really that interested in it. You know, like they, yeah. buy, they buy a phone, whereas we bought a phone as a kid, we'd wait for it to come and we'd be excited to get it, and then you change yeah. it. Now they buy it, and as they're looking at it, they, they're looking at the next model to come. So yeah. they jump into the new one. So everything yeah. goes too, too fast. So just on that, how many guys have you got and what's your sort of age of your, your tradesmen there in that shop? Yeah, we've got uh, 15 guys here and the older guys range from 30 to 50 uh, and we've got three young guys, 18 to 22, and we're just about to put two more on through the MTA um, scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty fussy as to who I put on, unfortunately. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you, but you've got to be. It, it, at the end of the day, you're doing all that work, but it is your name, and which you've spent 40 yeah. years building. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got to um, – you, you can always teach ability. You can't teach passion. That's, that's what I've always said. If, if a guy shows that he's got passion, if he makes a mistake and he's down on top, you know that that guy's going to make it because you can teach him how to do it properly. You can't learn to give a damn. Yeah, you, you just can't teach someone to, to have Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So on that, what are you um, – I reckon knowing you, you'll have something in the build. What are you building at the moment for yourself? We're, we're just been doing a 356B, and it's pretty – I'm pretty wrapped in it. It's, it's pretty radical, a lot of the stuff that we've done. We've even gone to making our own steering wheel. The door handles, I don't know if you know, on an early Porsche, they're like the old – uh, EH Holden one, the way they actually come out where you grab yeah. them. Yeah. We've actually remanufactured them in clear. So when you push the button to open, you can see the spring go down, you see everything go down wow. to open the car. It's, it's amazing. It, it really, we've, instead of using braided lines, we've made every line out of stainless steel. It's so many things that we've done to this car that when you walk around, you're just going to go, wow, look at that. Wow, look at that. Wow, look at that. So, wow. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. How, how far off is that from being finished? Uh, I'm looking at here now, sitting here, it's, it's getting close, it goes to the trimmers on uh, Monday, uh, then we've just got to put the suspension, but the most radical part about this car is that not only is it nitrous oxide injected for a 1960 model, but a, an Australian company approached me with a new idea and we're actually putting in the back of it a three-cylinder radial engine out of an aeroplane. They're building them new here in Australia. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, mate, it's, it's next generation. I mean, really, really next year. That sounds like it wouldn't look out of place at Motorex. (laughs) (laughs) I know know where this conversation is going. (laughs) So what are you doing with that? Mainly showing, racing? What are you doing with that car? It's going to be a street car, this one, Um, so I can drive it, but we'll show it. (laughs) We're doing the underneath of it in the standard proof coat like they have, like instead of a a show finish underneath, like the 50 Yeah. so that I can drive it each day. Um, we've started building this, and I don't know if you know Rides Down Under, the television yep. show. I've they've seen you on that. The whole thing, yeah. Yep. They've documented it, and um, you'll be getting an invite. And also, we're putting out a call for a lot of cars coming up. We're going to have our own car show. We've hired out Parramatta Jail for the launch of this car. Oh, so fantastic. we're going to have a pretty big night there, and um, where we're going to have not only hot rods, we're having sprint cars, we're having show cars, we're having everything. So we'll have a 
right across the board genre of people that'll come and look at the launch of this car, but in a paramount jar, which is different. So yeah, wow. Yeah. They call yeah. these cars outlaw cars. Yeah. If we build them outside. So I thought, what better than to debut an outlaw car than in a jail? So, in a jail. Yeah. Mate, you haven't lost any of your entrepreneurial skills on rap. That's awesome. So just you, you go back to something there. You said you're putting a, a radial engine. So it's a full Porsche, but you're putting a radial engine in. Is that correct? Yeah, you said? It's completely poor. Everything's Porsche. Even the uh, – we have Alvins in um, Adelaide, in Melbourne. They make us our transmission gears. So even going through the gears into this thing, it'll only drop 500 revs between gears. It might only do 160 k's an hour. But it'll be like a motorbike. That's how we've made all the gears. And with a radial engine, it's circular and it's three cylinders. So the sound is like a Harley Plus. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Wow. Uh, This company have designed it really for the um, aftermarket Volkswagen, Porsche world, and for aeroplanes. They're a pretty innovative company. Bespoke engineering they are in Adelaide. Mm. Excuse me. And so they approached me and they said, would you mind if you had a car, you might be able to put it in. And I went down to Adelaide and looked at it and I was just like, wait, wait. Yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? And so is it going to be um, Goodman Grey? It already is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, and, and I guess. <laughs> we've got, um, I've got the new uh, GT3 RS in order, on order, the 2021-22 model. And... Porsche are actually doing that in Goodman Grey. Oh, um, really? And wow. Goodman Goodman Grey. So that, that to me is sort of like a... Yeah, that's, that's a recognition. Yeah, yeah my own. Oh, I saw yeah. some pictures of the new 992 GD3 the other day, and, man, it looks good. I love that new wing with the little... Yeah, yeah it looks The, the swan neck one. Yeah, I've watched yeah. all the all the, the, uh, the car faction and all the other guys have done there and done the, uh, the reveals and stuff, and... Yeah, yeah it looks amazing like, car, isn't it? I, I love yeah. the I love the nine nine one, the series. I like the twenty fourteen one without the black thing. I just like the simplicity of the rear spoiler yeah. of that one, the three point eight one. That was probably one of my favourite ones, and then this new one now is probably my favourite. Looks pretty yeah, good. It is, it is beautiful, yeah. Like, yeah. But it, in, in that, I've I've got the um, ex Patrick Quinn VIP Pet Foods Cup car. Yep. Which all I right. take I take people for rides in that one. That's all done up in Goodman Grey. Yep. Yeah. You get out of my 54 race car and you get into the cup car, yeah, sure, it's faster, it turns and everything, but as I said before, the DNA is still the same. And <laughs> yeah. even in this 992, I'm hoping that the DNA will still be the same as the I'm, I'm sure it will. Well, well yeah. can, I ask you, can I ask you your opinion on 996? There's a lot of people out there when they first came out, they're like, oh, it's, you know, uh, you know it's, it's, it's it lost something. Is, what do you think about all that stuff? <clears throat> I don't think it lost anything, but it's yeah. the way that they had to go. Yeah, uh, Porsche are brilliant, absolutely brilliant at bringing a car out, and you'll have a hundred people go, "Oh my God, that's horrible." Yeah. You ask them the same question twelve months later. Yeah, they love it. it. <laughs> yeah, they go, wow, that's great. And and yeah. that's what's really good about an innovative company. They're prepared to take the risk yeah. to yeah. to break new ground, and that's why yeah. they're so successful in it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And Porsche like you, it's like you. Oh, I don't know about that. But Porsche is the only car that you can you can take your kids to school, drop them off, go to the racetrack, race around all day, come back and pick them up in the afternoon. Yeah, that's you pretty true. That in another car, you just can't do it, yeah. Like, yeah. So what's um obviously with COVID, you're not racing the states, but what's um what's coming up for you? In the post? We were booked to go and do um, Phillip Island because Phillip Island is one of the only tracks that we don't hold the lap record at. Yeah. Right. Um, we broke the lap record at Bathurst um, last year when we'd done the 12 hours of support race. I'd never run Bathurst before, and we took 33 seconds off of our class lap record. Wow. wow. Yeah, 33 <laughs> seconds. And we only wow. got four or five laps because we broke a, a diff in it. Yeah, right. And made the, the heartache of Bathurst there, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is, it is ups and downs there. Yeah. Hang on, Dallas, over here. Are you there, mate? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, just cut out. Sorry, that's something. Yeah. So yeah, so you did like you broke thirty, you broke the lap record by thirty-three seconds of Bathurst, man. That's yeah. that's awesome. So expl- that's what's that cool, for? The, that's for the class of that car, obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, in Group S racing and the yep. class of SA. Yeah. So yeah, th- and it, it stood for ten years, so we were pretty wrapped. <laughs> but I transgressed from that. That's why we haven't got the lap record at Phillip Island, so we're hoping to go down there to race and 
and try and see if we could um, get our name on the lap record there. But when they had the outbreak the other week, I just said to the guys, let's pull the pin on it. You know, like, there'd be nothing worse than getting down there. Then we have another outbreak. Get back. Yeah. Yeah, like, so. so what's what's coming up? Obviously, this new car you've got, but what else is happening in your world? Oh, we've got, I've got another one there. I've got a um, 914 that I'm building as well, um, uh, which we're looking at putting a V8 in, uh, which is something a little bit different. Um, we're looking at like a NASCAR-type engine in it. Okay. The car's taken in the back. Um, it won't be a um, show car per se. It's going to be more of a grunt, fast car. So, you know, fiberglass panels and make it as light as we can. But it'll still have the Porsche DNA and look like a 914, but just this honking big V8 hanging out the back of it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And you hope to head back overseas racing again one day Absolutely. when we all walk okay. Yeah. I only got an email two days ago, they wanted me to go to Chattanooga for a race over there and then take the car to SEMA, which might not happen. The car can go on its own, but we're not going on. Yeah. Yeah. It can't happen, so. Well, I'd certainly love to see a few Porsches that someone else made. If you came to come and sk- hit up Skid Row or the, <laughs> <laughs> or the burnout pad, I'm sure, uh, you know, get some uh, 9,000 9, RPM going. It, it, it will rev to 9,000 RPM. Yeah, I bet. I've seen the, the stuff that those burnout people do about like the little port, the little free cylinder wouldn't do that. No way. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into motor X first and then we'll worry about some of that. <laughs> All right, Perfect. mate. Look, look, I absolutely really appreciate it. It's just great having a chat and catching up. We go back a long way, so it's really yeah. good. But as I said, I was humbled that you even um, wanted to have a chat to the best. I feel like nah. Oh, good. Unbelievable. The, the stature of what you guys are doing is just unbelievable. I, I watch it from afar and I go, mm, maybe I should have went down that genre. Like, no, no, no. Sweet cars, yeah. No, we got, we got no money, see. You've got all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you build these cars, you don't have them. <laughs> no, good on you, mate. Thanks, Ron. Really appreciate your time. Appreciate it, Ron. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. No worries, Ron, mate. Thank you, fellas. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Burson Auto Parts are the best people in the business. With over 190 stores Australia-wide and over 850 delivery vehicles to get the parts you need to you. You can expect expert service and advice from the most experienced parts people in the game. There's a $70,000 big brand giveaway and all you need to do is join free at bursongarage.com.au. Street Machine. If you don't read Street Machine, follow their YouTube channel or visit their website for great content. What are you doing with your life? Nothing. That's what you're doing. For all the latest on all things Street Machine, visit your local newsagent, buy a magazine subscription on their website now. They got all sorts of mad stuff. Turbo taxis, LS-powered MX-5s, and the best Street Machines Australia has to offer. Do it now. All right, welcome back. We're here with Nelson Granger. You'll obviously know him through his Holden HJ McFry, mate. I got to ask you, you, you the car's so versatile. I see that you do a lot of roll racing, burnouts, mate. What is it? The car's just a machine. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> um, so the car, it, it used to be my granddad's car originally, but yeah, wow. It's, yeah, it's come a long way now. Um, it's a bit of a money pit car. <laughs> hey, they all are, mate. Don't be surprised. <laughs> That's a very common statement. <laughs> and it is. It's it's kind of hard doing all the events, like doing to, to do the burnouts, drag racing, roll racing. It's like I've got to, like the car's set up well to do everything. You know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But to be able to do everything at like a you know a really high high level, yeah. it's kind of hard to get it there. But I'm I'm working on it slowly to try and get it there. So. <laughs> What I found interesting about your car is a couple of things. Is what you were saying there, you're trying to do everything with it. Like you've run 960 in that car and the drag's correct, so obviously it's set up pretty good for the drags, the burnouts and roll racing, but it's also good enough to show. Um, that car was originally the chamois colour, is that correct? Yes, yeah. And then you stripped it? Yeah, so um, it's had about three resprays now. Like originally it was a chamois colour and I painted it black at one stage and then I changed my mind, I painted it green <laughs> and then I painted again um, black again because I wanted to go back to black but I wasn't happy with how straight it was so 
I just wanted to paint it again to get it, you know, nice and straight. And it's turned out pretty good now. Like, it's, I'm happy with it. So it's got a couple of battle scars on it from doing burnouts and stuff. But Oh, yeah. Bad. Like, it's the best time it's done now on the drag strip. It's done at 8.5, 4. Oh, so. wow. Oh, wow. wow. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. It's on nitrous now. So it's, yeah, like, it's still, it's on E85 and um, it's got, like, a 400 shot of nitrous in it. So... Yeah, it gets moved. <laughs> I guess I guess for, 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 for people who don't know, tell us about the setup from you know the motor to gearbox and, and stuff like that. So it's a, it's currently a five ninety eight big block chev. Um, it was once five seventy two, five eighty, now it's five ninety eight. <laughs> just going through the rebores. <laughs> so it's five ninety eight. Um, just conventional head big block chev. It's got a ton of RAM, E eighty five, um, two carburetors, um, yeah, it makes about a 1,000 horsepower naturally aspirated. Wow. And on the um, nitrous, we're guessing somewhere around 1,300 plus, but just can't really put a number on it. So Yeah. 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 So, so we, we I got straight into your car, but what, what's your background? You're only young, so is this your first car? How did you get into cars? Yeah, this is pretty much my first car. Like my dad was always into cars, so... Um, I kind of just went off that. Like when I was younger, uh, when I wasn't working, I'd be down. Cause my dad's got a property out near Mudgee. So mm-hmm. I was down there and um, he'd buy me some paint and then he'd let, like, he'd, cause he was, we used to pick up Kingses on the side of the road for like $300, 500 bucks. <laughs> so we've got a couple down there. So yeah, when, when I was younger, like, I'd just kind of practice on painting cars and stuff and doing them up and, yeah. Kind of on the cheap though, like I didn't have much money, so it was all just the simple things that get a car done. But I couldn't have any fancy things like big V8s or anything because I didn't have the money back then. But yeah, I just learned how to paint and do the bodywork and you know all the little fiddly things that are kind of handy to know now. So yeah. So what's your favourite? Like, do you like burnouts best or drag racing or what's your favourite part of the whole scene? Um, it's kind of hard. Like I. I do like burnouts a lot. Like, they're hard on the car, but I do like them. They've got to be the funnest, I reckon. Like, they're just, when you do the tip-in and stuff, it's, it's really fun. Like, especially at Sydney Dragway, like, that burnout pad is big. It's, it's yeah. kind of fun. Um, like, even the Summer Nats pad at Canberra, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a tricky task doing that one because it's kind of small. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, I find them really fun, but... Yeah, so probably I'd say burnouts, I'd have to say. They've, they've got to be up there, but drag racing, I don't mind either. Like, it's probably second. And then, yeah, just doing events like power cruise and stuff like that and driving around the tracks and all that sort of stuff, that's pretty fun too, so. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting, like, um, Cranky was one of the first to have a, have a like, a, a full-size Kingswood, full-size sedan car. Most of the cars are a lot smaller these days, but you like, uh, you obviously like the big car, getting in, getting in the tip in and, getting on those, yeah. those tracks? It's not, it's it's a big car, but it's not kind of, you know, overly big. Like, it's kind of similar to, like, a VK Commodore's obviously, like, you know, they're a bit smaller sort of car, the earlier Commodore's, but Kings is probably, like, same size as, like, a, you know, like the VN sort of shape Commodore's okay. around yep. that yeah. size. Okay. So they're big, but they're not too bad to steer around the pad. I love that the car big. Yeah, I like that the car's got a nostalgia factor too. Obviously, if it was your, you know, your, your dad's car, it's kind of cool to. Well, his granddad's. Granddad, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he keeps keeps living this uh, incredible life now. That I'm, I'm sure that when it was when he bought it way back then, never knew it was going to compete. Yeah. Some crazy stuff a, like it does a, now. There was a two hundred two with a three on the tree in it. Wow, it awesome! Like, never had a radio put in in its life, so yeah, it was wow. full stock. <laughs> so if, you, if, you, if you're into, say you're in the burnout, you're in a burnout comp, you've done that. When you take it home, say you've got a roll racing the week after, what's the process for you to switch the stuff around? Um, generally, like usually for burnouts, I just pull a little bit of timing out of the motor and mm-hmm. when it comes back to racing, I generally just put it back in. That's pretty much the only thing I really do with the motor and um, probably I've got a little water tank in the car. Sometimes I take that out to get a bit of weight off the front. Yeah, it just holds six and a half liters of water just to keep it cool during the burnout. Yeah, um, yeah but generally I don't change much. Usually just shock settings. I'll just I could adjust the shocks differently for the different sort of stuff and change the tires, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, and then put the nitrous in, and then yeah, it's kind of good to go. So not it's not too much to swap in between. So 
what's the what's the future plans for the car you are you sort of got it to a level now over the evolution of the car where you're really happy or you got other plans for it i'm kind of happy with it at the moment i've, I've started another build um recently because i've i've got the car to a point where for me to change anything on it it's just kind of throwing money down the drain because yeah where you build a car and then you decide, oh i want to get an extra 100 horsepower and you got to spend that much extra money to be able to get it. It's kind of not worth it. So I've decided just to build a whole new car, which is a ute, but I'm going to build a whole new car and I want to build it with, it's going to have a big block in it and a blower and everything. Just, I've always wanted one. So it's, yeah. It's been is on it mainly is a burnout car? It's going to be an everything car. Kind of same. Yeah. Same car, thing. Yep. It's going to do everything. Obviously not, it's not going to be registered this one because it's going to have a big blower and it's going to be a methanol and everything, but. Yeah, you know, it's still going to do whatever it can legally, <laughs> just not drive on the road. That's all. So, are you mainly like, are you a mechanic, or who, who's your engine builder if you don't do it yourself? So, Brad Mackay, who's my engine builder, um, is um, out at Newcastle Way. Yep. Down yep. From so, yeah, he does all the engine work, and yeah, like all the rest of the stuff on the car, I'm just kind of, I'm just self-taught, a bit of like a YouTube sort of mechanic, so. That's, that's good. good. That's good. No, that's it. Nothing. I mean, uh, Me too. Don't make don't make light of that. That's actually really good. Uh, I've been around uh, obviously the more the paint and body and paint side my whole life, and I know people that are uh, actually better than a lot of tradesmen because what they they've got a real interest, so they go out looking to do it properly. So yeah, that's really cool. Good on you. Yeah, I've kind of figured if you just specialise in doing something that if you want to do it, you'll learn how to do it. That's Absolutely. Why I that, so. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. The thing I know when the car is lining up on the, uh, you know, the start line ready to do a burnout, I know I've got to get ready, block my ears because that's one of the loudest cars. It's, it is really <laughs> loud and it makes such a sweet sound. I didn't really real, reckon, realize that it was that many cubes. It revs, it seems to rev really well and just, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got the rev, <laughs> I've got the rev limiter on eight thousand, but like I tend, <laughs> I tend not to sit on it, so yeah. I try and. It's, it's like sometimes, usually the tip-in, generally, I usually kind of hold it flat, and then after that, it's kind of just on and off the pedal yeah. a lot. Because with my car, I figured out to steer it around the pad, you can't just hold it flat, the pedal flat to the floor, and just steer it. Like, you've got to use the, the wheel speed to try and control the car around the pad, so you've got to kind of be on and off it a fair bit. Yeah. But because the motor's, like, it's got that much power, you can be on and off it, and the thing will just... The smoke doesn't stop. Like, it's yeah. always there, so. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of rotating mass there, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've had damaged a few stumps. The, the thing that seems to break a lot is, like, the stump. It's, like, the sheet metal things, like, the vibrations just tend to, like, snap off little bits and, like, yeah. <laughs> I think last summer uh, on the burnout paddles, the Friday, I snapped the, the pickup, snapped off the oil pump. So, yeah, right. clean snap, and that was it, so. But luckily, what saved the engine was I got an oil accumulator, so it just holds a reserve of oil. And if yeah. it wasn't for that, I probably would have jumped the motor because I was revving yeah. the shit out of it for uh, I don't know, probably a good thirty seconds sort of thing wow. before the oil pickup snapped. And it, yeah, like mm -hmm. after the teardown we did, like I, I just did like a quick check, and you know everything was good afterwards. So yeah, the motor lasted a, probably another year after that. Yeah. Yeah, the sump. Uh, I was at a power cruise event, and the the pickup along the side of the pan it just snapped off and got lodged between a con rod and a piston. It just locked the motor up. So, oh. yeah, that's why I ended up getting a rebore and everything. So, yeah, yeah. More, more, more cubes is more the better, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> exactly. What I, I wanted that extra horsepower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because you need it. So, mate, on that, what's your uh, what's your goals? What what are you really setting out to win? Obviously, something there. Um. Not too sure, really. Like the with that car, it's kind of set up. Like I did make it into the Burnout Masters. I was pretty stoked with that. So, yep. um, you know, it's probably everyone's sort of goal. Like everyone would kind of want to win the Burnout Masters. It'd be great to do. Of course, but one of them things that's not easy. So there's a lot of competition. It's hard, but you know, that's it's. I suppose it is one of the things that you know I wouldn't mind doing. But I know how hard it is to do. So yeah, like it's. <laughs> what's really what's really interesting about that, and I've watched it um, evolve over a few years, and there's been people that uh, they're just absolute favourites to win this year or that year. But it is how it is on the day. It really is. It's a sport yeah. or an event. It's how you perform on the day, isn't it? It's really yeah. Is. yeah. 
Well, I've noticed on the summer nats pad, like even in the Masters, a lot of guys kind of, they get the hype and they, they try too hard and then they, they, they right. stuff up. And then because of that, they don't even make it into like the the actual top 10. Like they constantly qualifying because they're trying a bit too hard. Yeah. It, that's funny because all that, exactly what you said, we've had quite a few of the burnout guys on and some of the real heavy hitters and that's exactly what we've sort of said to them. They're all, when we've asked them what's their favourite pad, hardly any of them say summer nats. It's because they go there and they're so nervous that they don't yeah. enjoy it as much as some of the other ones, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. I suppose the, yeah, the one a... cool thing to do would be like, to be cool to do like a 360 down the chute. Yeah. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to do in a full-size car, but if yeah. you want to pull it off. Lynch, you can do it in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the crawl, but I'd say Kingswood's a little bit longer, <laughs> yeah. than, a little bit longer than a crawler. Yeah. I don't know how to go, but it'd be something good to attempt, but I don't know if I'd ever attempt it. It's something in the back of my head where I think like, it'd be really cool to do, but... You can, yeah. attempt, you can attempt it the year after you win, all right? Yeah. Just let me know when you're going, let me know when you're going to do it because I want to be there with the camera to capture it. Yeah. I'll, I'll back you, mate. I reckon you can get it done. But my God, the gaps between the fence will, yeah. will, be, will be minuscule. Just on, on summer, just on summer nights. So is that something like an event you went to as a kid or something like that? Was was your you know your um, family the cars? The first one I went to was about five years ago. Like when I was a kid, yeah. we used to go to Candos because we were out Mudgee Way. Yeah, so. yeah, of yeah. Course. Yeah. We just used to go to Candos, um, and then from there, I just wanted cars and V8s and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, like, Summonats was, uh, the first time I went to Summonats was, I uh, had an old black ute, and I went there and I put on the pad. It was just an old 308 and had a four-speed top loader, and it only could do a burnout in second gear on the pad. Like, any higher, it would have died. So, <laughs> but from there, I just said to myself, I'm not coming back here until I have at least I enough got, power. I got the power, yeah. Top gear. <laughs> yeah, at least 580 plus cubes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. why I went with a big blower. I nearly, I nearly put an LS in it. Like I was going to buy a crate engine with a blower. Yeah. yeah. And then I seen this big block come up uh, for sale second hand. I got it for fifteen thousand dollars. So yeah. I seen it come up and it was like eight hundred plus horsepower. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll get that. So yeah. and then I got it and yeah, from there it's just been great. So. Yeah, it makes a good, it makes a bloody good noise, mate. Yeah, that's unreal. So, mate, my final question to you is, uh, where's the name come from? I don't know. It's kind of. I love it, I love it by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit to do with um, kind of Back to the Future, like McFly. It's yeah. kind of like that, really. Like I just kind of thought McFly, but I just put Fry because yeah. of Frying Frying so, ties. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I got that from. So. No, I like it. It's really cool. I love the name. Yeah, it gives it. It's, it gives it a bit of good. It gives a good character, you know. <laughs> it's, it gives it a yeah. bit of a laugh, you know, because yeah, it's seeing the place spinning around doing you know three sixties on the pad and almost six hundred cubes of motor. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. But I have no doubt there's plenty of people in the crowd that love watching the car roll up because it makes hell of a noise. <laughs> yeah, I like pushing it to its limits. So. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, way, mate. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for your time. It's uh, really yeah, good having perfect. a chat. No worries. All right, thanks, Nelson. Appreciate your time. Alrighty. Good, thanks. good luck, and we'll see you someday. Yeah. Not before, eh? Not before. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, Thank mate. Bye. 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 What is that you say? Listen, Anest Eyewater brings to the Australian market a wide range of equipment for the spraying of liquid coatings. Nice. These may be for automotive uses, both at production and refinish levels. They can even supply equipment for the beauty and film industries where it is possible to spray makeup, airbrush fingernails, body art, and spray on imitation suntans. Because who wouldn't want to have a suntan, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're back. We've had a, uh, <laughs> we've done some European stuff tonight and yeah. some flat out Australian muscle, 600 cubes of HJ. It doesn't get any better, mate. What a chat with Ron. Uh, such an, I'd never met Ron before, but it was such an interesting chat. Such an interesting dude. He's done yeah. so things. We, I feel like we could talk to him for 20 years. Yeah, and that's the problem that I've sort of had in the last few few weeks that we've had guys and, and you've sort of got to, you got to keep it condensed, but I've known Ron for probably over 40 years when I thought I said 30, but I uh, probably over 40 years. And wow. he's, he's always been at the, the cutting edge, no matter what he's done, whether it's repairing vehicles, whether it's been racing, whether it's been whatever it is, he's always been an innovator. And 
and that's why he's such a unique guy. And, and he's he's very humble. For, he didn't even cover half the stuff of what he's actually achieved in his life there. So, yeah, how terrific guy. Yeah, and wasn't there some nice machinery in the background of his... Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, absolutely awesome. That, that new Porsche that he's building, like with yeah. that radial engine, that like just yeah, that's... The, the concept of that, but then when you break it down mm. and you look at the, the carbon fibre bits and the the, the, in, the door trim on the inside and yeah. all the polystainless lines, that's going to be a really special vehicle. And, yeah, and all those little features with the lights and stuff, I mean, uh, he gave us a little behind-the-scenes look too. Yeah. And Webby Web, couldn't get his jaw off the floor. He was... <laughs> Loving it, trying to twist his arm to. <laughs> we never know, we might see it at MotorX. You never know. It's, it's about the only time I want to go to jail. <laughs> for, the <launch. laughs> for, the, for the launch of the car, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Awesome, and, and thanks to Nelson for coming on too and giving us that insight into his into his car's journey and, you know, and how it's, how it sits because it's a big part of you know, the events. We all we see it all the time and everywhere. So, you know. Isn't it great to hear a story like his grandpa bought a, a six cylinder, three on the tree, bought it off the showroom floor? Oh, mate, I love it. I reckon he'd be proud of him down there doing what he's doing in it now. Oh, I love it. And I love the origin of the play, too. He said it's kind of like uh, McFly from, uh, yeah. from uh, Back to the Future, but more like McFly because he's smashing Tyler. That's all. Yeah. No, fantastic. <laughs> Look, right. Again, great guys. Yeah, yeah. it's just been, a, been a, another great episode. Absolutely. Don't forget, Rocky Nuts, there are some limited spectator tickets available. You can get them at rockynuts.com.au. We want to thank Burson Garage once again. That's persongarage.com.au. Obviously, you can go on there and sign up and get lots of their uh, specials that they have going on all the time. Also, they've got the $70,000 big brand giveaway. We can't thank them enough. We can't thank everybody enough. That's the end of this show, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you. You're welcome, mate. <laughs> see you, mate. See you, Webb. Bye, mate. Bye, everyone. <laughs>